0: Hello and welcome to the Christ Fellowship weekly podcast. At Christ Fellowship, our desire is to cultivate a passion for Jesus and His purposes on the earth. To connect with us in community, partner with us through giving, or visit on a Sunday morning, please visit ChristFellowship.org. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon from Lead Pastor Jamie Miller. I declare to you that King Jesus came and lived a sinless life, He died on a Roman cross and rose again on the third day. By His body and blood, you have been set free from the power of sin. And by His stripes, you've been healed of sickness. And through His death and resurrection from the dead, and by the power of the Spirit, the world is being restored as it should be a new creation. Amen. Okay. We're now going to read what is one of the oldest common uh, creeds of the church. It's the Nicene Creed and uh, it's got some great stuff in it. It really does as someone who's been thinking about these things a lot lately. Uh, let's read this together. We believe in one God, the Father, all-governing, creator of all things, visible and invisible. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, "...light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not created, of one essence as the Father, through whom all things came into being, who for us men and because of our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit in the Virgin Mary and became human. He was crucified under Pontius Pilate and suffered and was buried and rose on the third day according to the Scriptures." and ascended to heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father, and will come again with glory to judge the living and the dead. His kingdom shall have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and life giver, who proceeds from the Father, who is worshiped and glorified with the Father and Son, who spoke through the prophets. We believe in one holy and apostolic church, and confess one baptism for the remission of sins, We look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Amen. If I could, John, get the lights up just, just a touch. Be awesome. So I can see your beautiful faces in behind the light. Everybody doing all right so far? Good morning. You know, um, I want to focus in on just some things from the Creed there, just a little bit, specifically the part about the Lord Jesus Christ. It says, We believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, the eternal, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not created, of one essence as the Father. The, uh, uh, homoousias, topatri, to, quote my Greek scholar friend over here. "...through whom all things came into being, who for us men and because of our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary and became human. He was crucified for us under Pontius Pilate and suffered and was buried and rose again on the third day according to the Scriptures and ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and will come again with glory." to judge the living and the dead. His kingdom shall have no end. As we talked about last week, it's kind of where we stopped last week. His kingdom shall have no end. Of the increase of His government and peace up into the right, right? From here and forever. That's Jesus, King of kings and Lord of lords. And what He does is He brings light into our darkness and gloom. Anybody ever experienced that? He brings light. He is the light of the world. And apart from Him, we are groping And fearful. That's just who we are in our fallen nature. We are, i got to hide, and and I'm I'm groping around. But Jesus comes to bring light, the light, the true light. Light from light, light as it really is, the light of God. So Jesus brings light. Jesus brings hope into our despair and depression. So this word is for anybody that maybe that's a struggle in your life, getting down, kind of staying down for a while, some darkness, some despair, some, some gloom that hovers over. Jesus comes to bring hope right into the middle of that situation. Isn't that good news? So Jesus comes to bring forgiveness. He brings forgiveness right smack in the middle of those places where we feel guilt and shame over the things that have happened in the past. And maybe it was earlier this morning, or maybe it was earlier this week, or maybe it was last month or last year, but Jesus comes to bring forgiveness. That's what He does. I want to say more about that in a minute. Jesus comes to bring love into the middle of those th- those places. We were made and wired to have desires, to have longings in our hearts. We all do. But Jesus comes to show us What all of that is supposed to look like in the most right and righteous, all those desires we have, most of them are legit desires. They just kind of get off sometimes or get over-focused or we just jump off the deep end in some kind of desire that goes crazy and takes over in our lives, right? And so Jesus, praise God, comes to bring forgiveness and freedom from our addictions and bondages and all these different things. Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is the forgiveness that God offers and that we long for. You know, um, one of, I've been thinking a lot this week about forgiveness, you know, because this baby, Jesus comes into the world, but he grows up and he ministers and he ultimately dies on the cross as an expression of God's love for us so that we could be brought into right relationship with God. He goes into the tomb, and he's raised by the power of God on the third day. And then he comes to his disciples. Disciples are hidden off. They're afraid. they they got the doors locked for fear of the Jews. And earlier this week on Monday, we had our discipleship school, and we were doing a discovery Bible study on John 20. And I just want to read a few verses from John 20. This is when Jesus, after the resurrection, he appears to them. And the reason I want to read this passage is because it's important for us, even on as we're reflecting on Jesus coming into the world, to reflect on what does that mean for how we live? How do we live now? And Jesus is very explicit and very clear to people that we can relate to. On the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for the fear for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And as he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. And again, he said, peace be with you. And then he said, and with that, he said, and, excuse me, and with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. As the father sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone their sins, they are forgiven. And if you do not forgive anyone their sins, they are not forgiven. So as we were reflecting on that passage, the thing I wanted to just highlight for us today is forgiveness. You know, when we stand here on Christmas, almost Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, the, the thing that happens, has happened in our lives, is forgiveness. We've been forgiven. And we've been brought. Jesus comes to us behind our locked doors of fear. And He comes to bring peace. And He says, peace. Peace to your anxiety, peace to your fears, peace to your worries, peace to your concerns, peace to your stressed out relationships or whatever it is that's going on in your world. Peace. And he gives us his life in his Holy Spirit. This is really good news because we can't do this thing on our own. We need empowering from God. And you know where this goes to, he says, as the father sent me, I'm sending you. And one, one of the things that hit us as we did the Discovery Bible study on Monday, and I want to highlight now, and I think it's something I hadn't seen before in quite this fresh of a way, and highlight it for us as we're moving forward, is he says, as the Father sent me, I'm sending you. And think about what that means in relation to forgiveness. When he says, if you forgive anyone his sins, they're forgiven, and if you don't forgive them, they're not forgiven, he's not saying you go and be the judge of who needs forgiveness. He's saying, as the Father sent me, I'm sending you. How did the Father send send Jesus? To proclaim forgiveness for the world. He came and died for the whole world. And there's nothing that you can do to condition God into forgiving you because He's done it in Jesus Christ. Will you receive it? Now that's a whole different thing. Will you receive what God's done for you in Jesus Christ? The truth is, He's forgiven you. But will you receive it? And this is wonderful good news but it also means for us, we're not going, we're not going to be leaving here today going, well, let's see, who do I need to forgive and who do I not? And as if it's a judgment call for on our part. I want to say this as emphatically and as clearly as I can. Forgive everyone. Forgive everyone. As you have been forgiven, forgive everyone. Don't withhold forgiveness. Don't withhold it. Don't block it off, but give it as Jesus was sent by the Father, we're sent out into the world to give what we've been given. And what you've been given is forgiveness. Now, if, if you know that, it's the most wonderful good news, isn't it? And if you need to know it, you need to know, hear me say, you are forgiven in Jesus. Put your faith and your hope and your trust in Him. Believe in Him. Walk with Him. Live in Him. It's like the best life. It's just the absolute best life. Jesus is the forgiveness that we long for. Jesus is the peace that we long for. Jesus is the joy that we long for. That's why we sing these songs. He's the joy that's longing in our heart. I want to know joy. Jesus is the love that we long for. And when you see Him, everything changes. Everything changes. When you see Jesus, everything changes. There was a time when I didn't really see Him. He was like an echo in in my world somewhere. He was distant. I was around the church. I was around people that knew him. But for whatever reason, it just hadn't clicked in my own life. And so it was like me and Jesus were just kind of missing each other. He wasn't missing me. I was missing him, right? And so I went off to college and uh, wasn't really knowing the Lord. Went to college and I ended up By the, my senior year, just falling off the deep end and getting into a pit. And I mean a pit like 30, 40 feet deep, slick sides. I could see some light maybe at the top, but there was no way I was getting up in there, getting up out of this place. I was in bondage. I was in addiction. I was lost and I needed a savior bad. I couldn't work my way up the side of this slick walled pit that I found myself in. And one night, crying my eyes out, just not knowing what I was going to do, thinking about death, literally. All of a sudden, I'm crying. My eyes are closed. My face down on my bed back in Houston at my parents' house where they were living at the time. And suddenly, before my closed eyes, Jesus was in front of me, just smiling and going like this. Just smiling, looking at me. He, he came to me. And it just blew my mind. I, I was like, Jesus, if that's you, you've got to save me because I am so lost and I need you. And in that moment... What had never happened before happened. Like, I met Jesus, and my life was rocked. I was like, woo, wow, this is absolutely incredible. I came to know Jesus Christ in a personal relationship. And you know what? That's what He wants for every single one of us. When you see Him, everything changes. And it's it's just like, you know, for me, it was there on my bed. You know, but for you, it could happen in a sermon, in a worship time, in a time just like this. It can happen when you're by yourself. It can happen when you're with your friends talking. It can happen tonight or tomorrow morning. And I don't want to limit it to just one time, but oh, I want you to know Him. (laughs) There's just nothing like knowing Jesus. Forgiveness, joy, freedom, peace, life, hope, purpose, destiny. You want me to keep going? We can because... It's the longing of our hearts. It's what we were made for. And there's always something just a little bit off when we don't, when we're not walking with Him. It's like everything starts snapping into place because it's how we were made. We were made to know Him and walk with Him and have fellowship with Him and live life with Him. And you know what? I want to just say as I'm finishing up here, it, this thing, it won't happen because you get it together. Because you say the right words or figure things out. That's not how this actually works. It works by saying, Lord, I need you. And this is what repentance is. You know, and real repentance happens when we see, like, it's not because I've done it or even I've repented right. Anybody feel like, oh, if I could just repent right? You know, it's that's not how it works. It's like, Jesus, you came when I was an enemy. An enemy in my mind, and you came when I was dead, and you made me alive. And that's like going, Lord, you've done it all. And that's really the good news. You know, uh, I was watching a movie trailer that for a movie I want to see. I haven't seen it yet called Ragamuffin. It's about the life of a guy named Rich Mullins who was a, a hero for Kim. She got to see him a bunch of times and, and, uh, you know, I, I think I saw him a couple times, but, uh, he had a mentor named Brennan Manning who was a, real famous teacher about the the love of God, the Father's love. And he came to Rich one time and he said, Rich, I believe there's coming a day, I believe there's coming a day when Jesus will ask us this one question, did you believe that I loved you? I want to just let that sink in. Did you believe that I loved you? Because what's on the other side of that question is all that God has for us. Did you believe that I loved you? You know, John says it this way, this is love. Not that we love first, but that God loved us and sent His one and only Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. He defines what love is. Did you believe that I loved you? And all the stuff that comes with that, salvation and life and joy and purpose, all those things, that's what's ours when we say yes. Yes, Lord. Yes to Your love. Yes to Your grace. Yes to Your forgiveness. You know, it's not, um, it's not how, I, if I can get the, sometimes I think it is, but it's not. I think if I could just get the words right, somebody would be able to hear me today that I hadn't been able to hear. But that's not it. It's not really getting the words right. It's, it's the kindness of God. It's the kindness of God that allows us to see His love. And that's what, that's where the repentance and the adjusting in our lives comes from. It comes, Bob Crowd, you experience the love of God. I got it. How can I run to Jesus now? How can I run and follow him now? That's how this works. And so, you know, I don't know where everybody's at today, but I want to I want to just invite you, invite you to, to trust him. With all of your heart, with all that you are, to trust him. Just let's put a stake in the ground today, a mile marker. Christmas 2017, I want to follow Jesus with all that I am. I'm really trying to, there's a small enough people in here today, I'm just, I'm really trying to do eye contact with every single one of you. I think I got everybody. Did I miss anybody? Raise your hand. He loves you, man, He so much. Oh, Father, would you just meet us today? Would you just... Open up the Niagara floodgates of Your love over us. And Lord, we believe that You have in Jesus Christ. We thank You for Your grace, for Your love. And Lord, I want to pray just just for anybody, Lord, that just needs to embrace the love that You're offering this morning in Jesus. Lord, where there needs to be adjustments, Recalibrate. Would You just recalibrate us, realign us in this moment? By Your grace, allow us to say yes. Yes, Jesus. Yes to You. And thank You for coming and being light in my darkness. Thank You for coming and bringing forgiveness to my guilt and shame. Lord, thank You for coming and bringing hope in my despair and depression. Lord, thank You for coming and bringing love and showing me what these desires and longings, how to rightly focus them. Lord, thank You for bringing freedom to the addiction and the bondage. In Jesus' mighty name, thank You, Lord. Lord, and on this Christmas Eve, do something wonderful. Do something wonderful in our thinking, in our emotions in our hearts Lord if anybody if there's just anybody that just comes up and we say the forgiveness thing Lord by faith we forgive even as we've been forgiven we forgive them and we bless them ha we forgive them and bless them we bless them and forgive them Lord bless them just just let there let there be that grace right now even as name comes up or something a situation thank you for the blood of Jesus thank you that we've been forgiven and we can be forgiving we join you in your mission Lord to make things right in the world come Holy Spirit breathe again on us we thank you in Jesus mighty name so uh, we come to the part of the service here where we uh, light these candles and you know Jesus really has broken in in our world you know I mean, it's just absolutely amazing that in the the darkest, deepest hurts and wounds of our lives, He just breaks in and brings His light. And it happened in me. And I know that it's happened in so many of you. And so even in this moment, we want to physically represent that light shining in our hearts, And spreading to the world around us. As we light these candles, let's sing. Go ahead and stand up, if you would.